established. So you want to be a podcaster? Our mission is to encourage and equip you for excellence in podcasting. Your hosts are Andrew Rappaport, host of the Rap Report and Apologetics Live, and executive director of the Christian Podcast Community. Together with Colleen Sharp, host of Theology Gals and chief administrator of the Christian Podcast Community. Podcast Community. All right, so you want to be a podcaster, but here's the question you first have to ask yourself. Do I do it alone? Do I need a co-host? Do I need more than one co-host? That is what we're going to cover today. We're going to talk about the different styles of that people would have as their differences that you're going to look for with co-hosts. What are the type of topics you guys are going to cover on your show if you have a co-host? What type of agreements should you have up front ahead of time before you even start recording? And remember to be flexible. And then lastly, we are going to challenge you. You are going to want to make sure that after you, we go through all this, you have contracts that clarify what you agree to. Let us start with styles. The first thing you need to ask yourself is, do you even need a co-host? Now, I do a couple of shows where I have a co-host and some where I don't. This one, obviously, I have a co-host, Colleen. We do this together. That was something we planned up front. But you may not need a co-host. If your show is one where it's better for you to do it on your own, maybe you don't need one and you don't have to have one. But certain people are better heard and able to better communicate with a co-host. They like to bounce ideas off someone. They just need someone to have that different personality. You may want to have a co-host if your style is going to be too dry or maybe you're going to be too humorous or you need that balance. These are things you have to evaluate with yourself. Now, I have my show, The Rap Report. I have occasional co-hosts. I don't have a permanent co-host. There are times where I do the show completely by myself, and there's other times where I bring people in because I want to have some back and forth discussion, and so I bring in guest co-hosts. So you have to decide if you're going to have a co-host, does it going to be a permanent one or a guest co-host? Either way, what we're going to talk about is going to be helpful. Now, Colleen, on your show, Theology Gals, you have had two different co-hosts over time. So, Andrew, one thing I think in talking to lots of podcasters and listening to lots of podcasts is that people have different personalities, and some people do well when they have a a co-host. Some people do well on their own. I don't think that I do as well on my own. I've recorded one episode that was all by myself. And, you know, someone like you, you have a, a show that you do on your own a lot of the time, and you're able to do that. So th these are things that you have to weigh when you're deciding whether you want to do, uh, whether you want to have a co-host. Yeah, because there's other things if you're going to do a live show versus a recorded show, if you're doing a live show, I taught an academy class online, a 50 minute class. 
And I realized there was times where I needed to drink some water just to, to moisten my throat. I used to have to throw slides up just so people don't see me grabbing water. A co-host provides just a break in conversation so that you'd be able to take a sip of water so that your voice doesn't get all dry or, or you start coughing, things like that. But if you're going to have a co-host, whether permanent or a guest, you need to test out your chemistry. You may get along great when you're together, just talking. And when you start recording, you may not have that same chemistry. There are some people who get nervous when the microphone's on. I had that on one of my shows where my academy shows where I had someone that we, we got along great when there wasn't a camera turned on. Once that camera turned on, he, he froze. You can have that happen. So you want to test your chemistry, maybe do some recordings and send it to folks and say, what do you guys think? Do you think there's some good chemistry here? Do we get along well? Colleen, you and I never really tested the chemistry here on the, on the show. We kind of knew our, our, our backgrounds a bit, but when we started to record that, that's been one of the things a lot of people have given feedback when you and I, before we started this show, I've had you on my show and I've been on your show and people have come back and said the chemistry is really good between us. That's one reason that we knew going on with this podcast, because you've come on my show. I've, we kind of did a joint podcast episode on one of your shows. And so we kind of had an idea about the online chemistry. And when you think about the chemistry, you have to think about things like humor, seriousness. If you have someone that is just constantly joking around and another person that's totally serious, that might work, but it could get on each other's nerves. You have to know each other well enough to know whether humor is going to be taken the right way. Seriousness is going to be taken the right way. Some people have a very dry humor and it may not get picked up. So you need to know between you and your co-hosts, the personalities that you each have. Right. And when you think about the personalities, one thing that's important is if you both have strong personalities, you may clash sometimes. You may, may collide. And we're going to talk a little bit about, in a few minutes, about organizing who leads things. But if you have two strong personalities with strong opinions and maybe different opinions, that's going to play into your show overall. Yeah, because strong personalities can collide, especially if the show takes off, because people have different ideas what they want to do. And that's why we're going to recommend later on that you have a plan up front. Because when you have personalities that collide, that you are doing something that is a joint effort well, that could suddenly become awkward. You, you could even end relationships that way. So you want to know up front the type of personalities you and your co-hosts have and talk about that. Better to talk about it before you start recording because once you do this joint venture and then there becomes a problem, now it's going to be awkward and you're going to have possibly an ending of a relationship. So avoid that and talk up front. The other thing to think about is what style of show are you going to do? Are you going to do a show that is going to have a lot of interviews? Is it going to be just you and your co-hosts? Now, if you have a co-host, it doesn't mean that you can't do your own show 
or do a solo interview. Colleen, you have done that where you have a co-host, but there's been times where you have done a solo interview just because of, of time of recording. Your co-host couldn't be there. You've been able to do an interview and that works well. It almost as if your interviewer is the person you're interviewing is like having a co-host. Yeah, we've done that. And we even had a situation um, quite a while ago where my co-host wasn't able to record. And so I just record an episode on my own. Which you, which you could do. You know, the Dive Deep podcast is one that does that. They have one week, once a week where they get together and both the, the co-hosts will get together and do a show together. But then every other day because they do a daily show one of them does a shorter edition of the show and so that's a style they have worked well with where they come together and they also do solo shows so that is something you can do and you just want to have that planned up front but when you are talking about personalities when you are talking about the style of your show one of the things you're going to want to do is to decide how you are going to script or not your show. Because if you have a very organized person and a very disorganized person, there it can get very frustrating. We're going to talk later about responsibilities and, and there's frustrations that can occur between co-hosts if they don't have plans up front. Some people like to have everything scripted out. Others want to do everything ad hoc. Colleen and I, for this show, we do something that's more in the middle. We have an outline. We both are organized people, so we like to have an outline. But that outline keeps us on topic. It, it allows for us to know where we're going to go in the conversation, and it helps us. Now, you may have someone that's really organized. They need everything scripted out. I do know of a, of a show where literally even their jokes that are meant to sound like they're off the cuff are scripted. Every word is scripted. That might be too much for folks. Some people don't want to do something like that. Well, you can have one person be completely scripted and the other ad hoc if your personalities can do that. Know up front whether that's a personality you could do. You do. You have scripted outlines on your show, Colleen, for, with you and your co-host, right? right? When... When we record an episode, we have an outline. So it's just a basic outline and we work off of that outline and it keeps us on topic. And it, when we interview someone, we have all of our interview questions written out. And um, if you do have a co-host, what we do is I make a Google Doc and I can send it to my co-host and she can add to the outline. That's how we do this. We have we have a Google document for every episode and we, we flesh that out and then we discuss it. But you know what? I have a show where I sometimes do a show all by myself. I still have an outline. It's good to do that because you don't want to freeze and have to do a lot more editing later. Another thing when it comes to styles is how many co-hosts do you want to have? I knew of a show that literally had 10 people on their show. Now, granted, most of the time, all those people didn't show up. But if you're going to add more people, keep in mind, the more co-hosts that you add, the more chance that someone's going to talk over the other person, which means more editing, unless everybody's recording on their own side, and now you're doing a lot more editing of just trying to line everything up. So 
the more the co-host, the more the complexity that you have. Just keep that in mind. So this is what we talk about styles. We, we, you want to find out, do you need a co-host? Is it a permanent co-host, a guest po- co-host? You want to test, test your, your chemistry, make sure that you guys can get along well so that you don't have that awkwardness or the ruining of relationships. And you could still do your own solo shows and interviews, but you want to, you want to know how you're going to lay out your, your plan. Are you going to have things outlined or not? How many co-hosts? Think about all that when it comes to styles. Let's move on to topics. Colleen, why, when you th- we think about co-hosts, why are topics important? You need to be on the same page. When we first started Theology Gals, you know, that's one of the things that my co-host and I s- talked about. So, for instance, we're a theology podcast, but we knew that we wanted to do theological topics. We knew we wanted to do interviews. We need- knew we wanted to do uh, topics on the Christian life. We were also in agreement on what types of topics we did not want to do. So we did not want to do controversial topics. And so these are important because there may be something that comes up. And if you're not on the same page and your co-host says, I want to do a podcast on the election coming up. And, you know, like our podcast, we have a no politics policy. And so you want to be on the same page because if you're not on the same page, it's just something that could cause um, conflict later on. You don't deal with controversy? Wait, you've dealt with women's roles? Okay, so controversy, <laughs> let, me, let me rephrase that. Um, con- you, the sorts of controversial topics that, that are out there, maybe in Christian circles, some teacher, um, like right now there's a lot of, of talk about Francis Chan and all sorts of things out there, and people, you know, saying different things. Those are the sorts of things we don't. So, when you think about the topics, it's something where you can have, uh, for example, on Just Thinking Podcast with Daryl Harrison and Virgil Walker, they talk about what topic they're going to do, and they discuss that. But the way they do their show is they do their own separate study, and then they come together and record. But they'll, they'll discuss the topics, and they usually have their own ideas of which topics. They just agree on the topic that they're going to do the following week. They go off, they do their study, they come back, record. You can do that, but you want to have an agreement on, on the topic that you're going to do. You want to have an agreement on the type of topics you want for your show. Because you may start, and two years down the road, have a very different view of what we're going to do with our show. I mean, my Andrew Rapport's rap report is about hermeneutics and applications. So we're going to deal with how the Bible applies to everyday life. We could talk politics. We could talk lots of things because it's open to that. However, if you're going to have a show where you're going to limit yourself, say you're a show that is dealing with a TV show. Well, obviously, if you're... And I don't know many TV, for folks who know me, you know I'm pop culture illiterate. So I'm trying to think of a TV show and I can't think of one. Are you looking to me? Help me out, Colleen. <laughs> Give me a TV show name. Give me a TV show uh, name. Law and Order. Okay. Uh, so do, you're going to do <laughs> you're gonna do a show on, about Law and Order. Well, if you're going to do a show about Law and Order, you're not going to discuss something outside of that. 
that's the topic. You agree to that. If your if your co-host suddenly wants to talk about some other movie or TV show, you know, oh, let's talk about Harry Potter. Well, that doesn't fit within your topics unless you both agree. So ha- have that up front. And that, that really leads us to a very important thing when it comes to co-hosts, agreements. Before you start, before you invite someone on to be a co-host, if you already have a show, have a planning meeting. Start discussing these things. Discuss some of the things we've already mentioned your personalities, what the purpose of your show is, what kind of topics you want to cover. You want to discuss those those sort of things in your planning meeting. Have a meeting. I know you think that you can just get along and everything's going to go smooth and you could just wing it. Trust us. If you don't plan, you will wish you did. Yes, because life gets busy. And sometimes you need a set time where you're going to talk and plan and figure out what's going on with the podcast. And, and you're going you're gonna to want to have certain agreements up front. First off, a big thing that you have to think about is when are you even going to record? Do you have time in a week where you can set a set day? Or is your life so crazy that you guys are going to have to just pick and choose every week? It might be a different day you record. Know that up front. If, if you have a different personality type, some people like to be super organized and they're going to want a set day time every week. Now, Colleen, you and I have a set day and time. We record on Monday nights. Yeah. And I do, let me say that with my first co-host, our schedules were a little bit different. So we had a few different times. So sometimes, uh, and it depended sometimes when we were scheduling interviews. So we kind of had a set thing that we were available to record Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday evenings or Saturday mornings. And that would sometimes differ with my co-host schedule because she had a busier schedule. And that's okay too. If you, But it is good to have set times because I know people that said, we'll just find a time every week. And their, their podcast went away because it was hard to find a time every week. The time commitment, you want to know that up front. You know, I was going to record with the two other speakers that work for Striving Fraternity, and we had the plan of recording on Saturdays. And what we were going to do to divvy up responsibility is we were going to have one person lead one week, and the next week we record, someone else was going to lead. So we only had to do the research and everything once every three weeks. It was a, That was our plan. But we talked about that up front, whether how often we were going to record, what time commitment we thought we could do. And that also leads into another thing to think about for agreements. Are you going to have shared responsibilities or is one of the co-hosts just going to show up? This is something... I think I've dealt with with more podcasters than any other when it comes to co-hosts is dealing with a frustrated host who feels that they're doing all the work with a co-host that just shows wants to show up and speak and not do any of the the work that we've mentioned on previous episodes. We mentioned on previous episodes all the work that goes into putting together a podcast, the counting the cost. Well, it will be frustrating if you think 
going into your podcast that you and your co-host have equal responsibility and your co-host thinks that they're just coming in, showing up and speaking and you're doing all the work. That will get frustrating. Let me let me say this. Now, you may have an agreement with your co-host. I think of my first co-host who was working full-time, and I do not work outside the home. And so the agreement was that I would do the editing and planning and social media because I had more time. And if that's your agreement, then that's great. But this is why it's important to know ahead of time what your agreement is. And some of the things to get in that agreement is to have set responsibilities. Know who's going to do what, who's going to do the editing, who's going to do the preparing, who's going to do the social media. For example, Colleen, on your show, you had people, you had responsibilities of one type of social media where your co-host had another. Yeah, and that's that's a great way. So I'm not much for Instagram. So my first co-host, she liked doing Instagram. So she did Instagram. I did Facebook and Twitter. Uh, the co-host I have now, we kind of share like the Twitter responsibilities and Facebook. And so it, there's all different ways that you can work this out. But what's important is to know what each person is responsible to do. If you don't have that up front, you're going to find that it's going to cause a frustration because someone is going to feel that they're doing more of the lion's share of the work and it can get frustrating when you have a busy life too and things are just not feeling like it's being shared. What I've seen happen is you have someone that they might think it's equal and then all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm doing all the work, so I get to make all the decisions. Well, did you have an agreement to that? And and that's where you want to know up front when we talk about leading or being the actual host. You may want to have one person that's a host and the others are co-hosts, or you may want to have everyone as a co-host that shares. But if you're going to do that, you want to know who's going to lead. For example, when I talked about the show that we were going to do with the other guys at Striving Fraternity, we had said that if we do this, all three of us were going to be equal co-hosts, but each show would have one lead. What's the lead? The lead is the person who's going to start the show, who's going to keep everyone on topic. They're going to be the ones who really lead the show. And the others are in the more of the support role to the leader. You can do your shows that way, but I strongly encourage, even if you're going to say we have equal responsibility, you want to have a lead. You want to have one person who's going to kind of just guide the conversation. On, on this podcast, Andrew's really the one that, that leads the, the conversation. So you can kind of see how that works out. And my Theology Gals podcast, I'm the one that does that. And it is important. Now, I do know some podcasts where they take turns, like Andrew was talking about with the Striving for Eternity guys when they were talking about doing a podcast. And that's a great option, too. Sometimes you might have someone that says, you know, I'd prefer that you lead, you know. And so the this just is on the long list of things that you need to discuss with a co-host. You know, another thing that we need to discuss with a co-hosts is guests, if you're going to have interviews, if you're going to schedule guests, scheduling guests is a ton of work. One of the one of the things that took me more time was trying to get schedules to work between me and a guest. And it was just me. It wasn't me and a co-host. That makes it even harder. 
So you want to know who's going to schedule it because that's going to take a lot of time. Now, let me throw something out for you when it comes to schedules. I use now, I use a tool called calendarly.com. Colleen had turned me on to it and said, this seems like something that would work well for you. I now love that. Why? Because it just makes it easier to schedule. I send them a link, they schedule when it's convenient for them, and I can set it all up so it has all my the information of how we're going to record, and I'll send that to them. So you could use things like that, but you need to know who it is between you and your co-host that's going to do the schedule. Or you could you could share that responsibility. So sometimes my co-host, I do a lot of the scheduling, but sometimes she'll say, hey, would you want me to contact this person? And so some of those things you may work out along the way. Because maybe that your co-host has the relationship with the person, so it's easier to do that too. You know, but another thing to think about when you talk about having guests on is the fact, you know, we talked about personalities between you and your co-hosts. You know, your guests could have a clash with your co-host. Understand your guest as much as you can. If you have opportunity to research your guest and to listen to them on other shows, you may get to see whether they're very talkative, whether they're very dominant in their conversation, whether that's going to be a problem for your co-hosts and you. I have seen some guests where if you don't find a tactful way to cut in, they're not going to let you get a word in and you want to guide that conversation, you need to know how to do that. You may have a guest who just, your co-host and guest are going to clash. Now that becomes uncomfortable because you're choosing between the guest and your co-host. That could give you hurt feelings. It could give you an awkward situation. So you also want to think about the personalities between your co-hosts and your guests. And hence the reason, don't just invite a guest on do research. You need to know your guest and a little bit about them to know if they're going to fit for your show because you do not want to invite a guest on that is clashing with you or your co-host. If they're going to clash with you, maybe have your co-host do the interview. If they're going to clash with your co-host, maybe you do the interview, but you want to know their personality style a little bit and you can usually find that because if you have a guest, you've, you've probably heard them somewhere before. So one thing as we talk about agreements, have a plan for disagreements. I know, I know, I know you think you're never going to disagree. You're going to live in perfect harmony for the entirety of your show. And if you believe that, I have a bridge in Brooklyn I'd like to sell you. It's only worth, you know, it's worth a couple million dollars and you could just give me a thousand for it. No, the reality is you are going to have disagreements if you have a co-host. You're not going to do a long-term show without having some disagreements. But if you have a plan up front, you know how to deal with it. It's almost like a marriage. So, you know, Colleen, before I got married and you've met my bride, before we got married, we set a plan for disagreements. We have very different personality types, as you very well know. I'm a problem solver. I, if there's a problem, I want to solve it right away. I don't want to wait. But my bride, she does not like to discuss things until she's fully thought it through. Well, that becomes a problem, right? If we have a disagreement, I have this desire where I must solve this and now, where she wants to be silent about it and not discuss it. That's kind of opposite and could cause problems. Well, we designed a plan. See, when if there if we have a disagreement in our marriage, 
and my wife needs time, I could sense that something's that there's a disagreement. I'm going to say to her, "Hey, do we need to talk?" She, we've come come up with code words. She will say, "I'm not ready yet," and "I'm not ready yet" means to to me that she needs time to process it and think about it so that we don't get into a yelling match and fighting and arguing over things. She needs time to process it. But you know what? It gets to a point where I can't handle it anymore. I need to discuss this. And so I have a code word for her. And if it gets it goes on too long, I come to her and I say, when can we wrap this up? Now that's code for her to know she needs to wrap up her thinking so that we can have a time. Then she gives a time and we discuss it. Now, my wife and I will be married 25 years. We have not had in 25 years, a fight. We haven't had one of those times where we're yelling at each other. Why? Because we had a plan up front and we held to the plan. Have we had disagreements? Sure we have. I'm difficult to live with. But we had a plan on how to handle those disagreements. And because of that, we didn't get into the fights. We didn't get into ruining relationships. And so with your co-host, think about that and have a plan up front. Andrew, my husband and I are opposite of you guys. I'm the one that's like you, that I want to deal with it now. And my husband is the one that needs to process, like your wife. But we rarely fight because... We respect the different ways that each of us deals with conflict. And just like in a marriage, we have to remember that each of us brings something to the table. So you want to have an agreement. You want to have a planning meeting up front where you could talk about when are we going to record? How are we going to do that? You want to talk about the responsibilities, whether it's shared or not. Who's going to lead? Even if it's who's going to lead this show, you want to talk about responsibilities. Who's going to do the editing, all the preparation work, all the social media work, the the marketing work. Is that all shared? Is it not? Who's going to schedule guests? All these things. But you also want to have a plan for disagreements. And here's the thing to remember. You need to be flexible. Life happens. Things are going to change. Work is going to change. Most people do podcasting as a hobby. It's something they do outside of their day job. Work can get in the way. Marriage can get in the way. You could have a baby. Life happens. That happened with your first co-host, Colleen. She had a baby and that kind of changed a couple things, didn't it? Uh, my co, my first co-host had a baby and she wasn't sure what would happen after the baby. And she's working full time and has a baby. And I brought someone else in to, uh, to fill in while she was out. And she finally said, I don't think I can do it anymore. And, and those things are going to happen. Those things, those things, life happens. Somebody, life happens. Some, sometimes uh, someone might get a new job or have, or be moving or who knows, a whole list of things. So with all that we've said, especially with the issue of agreements, both Colleen and I strongly, strongly, strongly encourage you. And in fact, for the Christian podcast community, we insist upon some form of contracts and agreement. You know, if someone comes into the Christian podcast community and they want to be part of our community, we actually have an application. That application asks, who owns the show? I know you guys are friends today, but that doesn't always stay that way. And so we we have in our application, 
you got to tell us who owns the show, who owns what, who owns the RSS feed, because we don't want to get in the middle of that. We don't want to have to decide, you know, if you're on Blueberry or Lipson or any of those and you get into a disagreement, they don't want to get in the middle. You know what they all most often do? You get into a fighting match between who owns the show. They just say, you know what, we'll turn it off because they don't want to get in the middle. They'll let you deal with it legally and, and get into a legal battle. Well, have it set up front. Make a plan up front for how things will happen if you ever disagree. Have the decision. I have my Apologetics Live podcast. I own that. Well, technically, Striving for Eternity, the ministry I work for, owns that. Even though the guy that is that I do this with, he has the domain name. Now, he could transfer that over to me, but he grabbed it. But we have the agreement that I own that show, or the ministry I work for owns that show. That's who owns it. If we ever disagreed and separated, well, we have contracts that say who owns what. That's the way that we've gone about that. And to be part of our Christian podcast community, we're going to ask that up front. We want to know. So if you guys disagree, we want to know who owns what. And we're going to we're going to stick to that. Why? There are so many people who get into disagreements over something. They have a different view of how they want the show to go. And they have no contract. And it becomes a battle and it ends up hurting the podcast overall where I've seen some people that say, you know what, we're going to go our separate ways and they start brand new podcasts. Okay, maybe you want to do that. Sometimes it's, hey, I'm going to take the podcast and someone else does their own show and both do well. But when you have that fighting back and forth to try to get ownership, it's, it's like a divorce and it never works out well. Right. It it happens enough that you hear the guys from Blueberry and, and other podcasting hosts talk about it. It happens enough. And we'd like to think, oh, we're Christians. We're Christian podcasters. If you're a Christian podcaster and think, oh, that's never going to happen. But this is just wise to do. If I... In fact, I'm going to share just a, a little story about contracts. My grandparents sold us their motorhome several years ago. And this is my grandparents. They're also wonderful Christians. They know we are. But they still wrote up a contract because it is wise to have a contract and to know who owns what. And I will tell you, I've heard a couple of different stories. One, um, a couple girls that had a podcast, they they had a conflict. They wanted the podcast to go different ways. They each wanted to keep the podcast and they didn't know who owned it. They were both going to, they were going to go their separate ways and each do a new podcast. But one of them wanted to, you know, they both wanted to keep their current podcast and name and subscribers. And that was a mess. Then there was another situation, two girls again, and they had, um, they were having a conflict and um, I only talked to the girl to one of them, and she said, my co-host owns the podcast, so I will have to start a new one. But she she respected that. That was the agreement when they started. Now, if you don't have a contract, you don't have an agreement, and it goes to court, well, you're going to come into a couple things. One, your RSS feed is owned by the website. 
because that's where it's hosted. And so the question is going to be who owns the domain name? Who owns the website? If one of the people paid for the website and paid for the domain name and it's in their name, well, they could own it. So you you have to ask the question, who paid the bill? Because paying the bill is ownership. And so if you have one person that's paying all the bills, they kind of own it. And that's how where it's going to come down kind of legally is when they're going to look at who paid things. That's how the government will look at the ownership most of the time if there is no contract. And don't think that a verbal agreement will save you because we have seen situations where people disagree about what the verbal agreement was. And so if you have a situation where you're disagreeing about what the verbal agreement was, uh, the court of law doesn't care what your verbal agreement was. And so some people are going to say, so you're saying I have to get an attorney involved. No, not really. You know, your contract could be simple, but try to get it as detailed as possible to lay things out. It, you know, what we have with the Christian podcast community, it's pretty detailed. We're going to, we want to have it detailed so that it's really clear who owns what and things like that. But the thing to think about is you don't have to have it super detailed. Let me tell you the famous napkin story, Colleen. Now, you know, Dr. Anthony Silvestro, who works with Striving Fraternity, he's a, he's a dentist. And he talks about the famous napkin story. See, he went to work for another dentist. That dentist planned on him buying him out. They sat down over dinner and he wrote on a napkin what he thought the valuation of the practice was. And he said, this is what I would expect to have. Maybe you work for me for a few years and this is what I expect that you pay me. And he signed it. He signed a napkin over dinner. Well, what he didn't realize was that dinner, I think was like a Wednesday and he passed away by Saturday and his wife wanted to reevaluate the practice. She would basically doubled the, the value that he had. And he looked and he pulled out this napkin and he said, well, we had an agreement and here it is. Once they had the napkin, even though it was on a napkin from a restaurant, that was a contract and it represented a signed contract in that case. And that forced the, pri the price of the practice. And so it doesn't have to be super detailed. But do have a contract that you two agree, or three or four, how many co-hosts co -hosts you have, have a contract where you lay out as much detail as you can. And we have tried in this episode to give you a lot to think about. Have that detailed, write it down, and sign it. Think about, as you think about the contracts, think about what we've discussed here today. Think about the style of your show. If you're going to need co-hosts, whether they're going to be permanent or guest co-hosts, even guest co-hosts, you may want to have contracts because you may make money off your podcast. They may think they have a right to it as a guest co-host. You may want to put that into a contract and say, no, 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 no. I get all the money because it's my show and you're just a guest co-host. You want to have those things discussed up front. You want to think about in a contract who's going to do what responsibilities, who's going to own what things. Have that all laid out in your contract. 
And Andrew, I know it's it's very few people who end up making a lot of money on their podcast. But if you're there have been a couple of people that started a podcast and, you know, just thought they'd do it for fun and their podcast took off. They they do exist. It's rare, but they do exist. But that's the other thing that you need to to know. If you get to that point and you're selling uh you're selling advertising and money's coming in, you need to know where that where that money's going to go is, uh, you know, in, in the case of Theology Gals, any money that we bring in goes to our podcast. It doesn't go in anyone's pockets. But those are things that you want to do. A lot of people will do a Patreon to cover expenses. So you need to know even things like that, because these are the sorts of things that can cause hurt feelings and conflict. Yes. Yeah, and same with me. I mean, all, all my shows, whether it's Andrew Rappert's Rap Report, Andrew Rappert's Rap Report Daily, Apologetics Live, this one here, So You Want to Be a Podcaster, all of them are owned by Striving for Eternity. I don't make a dime off it if there's money that's made. And that's an agreement that we have. So I have an agreement, even though I do the podcasting, I have an agreement with the, the company I work for. They own it. And, you know, that's something to think about. You may do a podcast for a company. In my case, it's a ministry, but Blueberry had a case where somebody was working for a company. He was doing his show for the company. The company was paying the bill. They paid for the hosting. They had the the employee, even though he signed the contract and he created the domain name in his name and he put everything in his name. What ended up happening was the only thing they looked at is who paid the bill. When when he left the company, he had all the credentials. He thought he could continue doing that podcast. The company said, no, we own it because we paid for it. And that's what ended up happening in the courts. They wanted to see who paid the bill because that was the ownership. So you, you want to have those kind of contracts, even especially if you're an employer that is having an employee do a con, uh, podcast for you. This is becoming very popular. Many companies are doing podcasts. So as we wrap up, you want to think about the style of your show, whether you need a podcast host, co-host or not. You want to think about the chemistry of your co-hosts. You want to think about how you guys get along whether or not you guys need to have more or less detailed notes as you go into it. Think about the topics you're going to cover and discuss that. Have agreements up front. Have a meeting beforehand. If you already have a show that started and you're bringing in a new co-host, have that planning meeting. But have a meeting where you discuss when, when you're going to record, how you're going to record, the responsibilities everyone's going to have, who's going to lead, who's going to do interviewing of guests or scheduling of guests, have a plan for disagreement, have all that up front and remember throughout this to be flexible. But if you are having that forethought and you have all this thought through, put that down in a contract because that could save you a world of headache later. So folks, we hope this helps you as you start your podcast, or maybe you already have your podcast and you're thinking about having a co-host, or maybe you already have a co-host. It's not too late to go back with your co-host, listen to this and start having those conversations. So may you be a better podcaster because you and your co-hosts have better agreements up front. 